Hey guys, welcome back to Mind of Meeks. This is the podcast where I basically dump out my brain for you. This is episode two. Coffee is for closers. If you don't get that reference, just keep paying attention. You're going to learn something. Yeah. This one is with a special guest of mine, the homie, the creative collaborator, the woman I owe probably like nothing to, but everything at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) What, What she said. Yeah. All right. What do we, what is this podcast about? This podcast is about the creative industry, storytelling, business and entrepreneurship, education, and bringing an insider perspective on those things through myself and the guests on this show. Yes. Today's guest is Martha. I mean, uh, Denise excuse Fernandez. Me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not go legal here. Just okay. the homie. <laughs> That's Denny. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Shout out to the people. Tell them where, you, where they can find you. Hey, guys. This is Denny Fernandez. Well, Denise Fernandez, Den the Realtor. I'm a broker in Orange County, and I own a little design firm, Johnson & Fernandez Interior Design. A little. A little. It's small. A little design firm. It's small. not small. It's not. They just rebranded. Thanks to you. Facts. Facts. All right. What are we What are we talking about today, Denny? Martha? I mean, Denny. Hey, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I get so uncomfortable when I hear that name. I that's, look around like, who, who are you talking about? That's perfect, though. That's the... <clears throat> That's the understudy of this podcast is make people so uncomfortable that they never want to do I this like again. I like it though. I love that. <laughs> okay. So today what I want Wait, weren't you the one that told me, hey, join me in this anti-New Year's resolution of being uncomfortable? Yeah. But like most people, I just don't follow those <laughs> things. <laughs> this is something to- you know, like the gym, you know how people go. Who's gym? No, the gym. Yeah, which one? There's like, there's probably, I'd probably know 12 gyms. And they go for a month, like hard, and then they just never cancel their membership and they never go back. I'm so not that guy. I know. Because I don't even sign up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, what I wanted to talk about this pod in this podcast is something that was brought to my attention this past week with someone that we know. And it came up quite often, and it's about confidence. Simple, right? But not so simple at the same time. I think it's a it's a concept for a lot of people. It's kind of hard to grasp for a lot of people. And confidence is one of those things that, you know, whether it's personal, business, you know, I don't know how you feel about confidence, but, like, let's touch on confidence. You know exactly how I feel about confidence. I know, but, like, what does confidence mean to you? What does confidence mean? Let's separate the two. Let's go personal. Let's go business. Or do, is it one and the same? Does it trickle? Does one trickle into the other? Oh, that's an interesting. For example, your industry. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I guess for myself, I'm a pretty confident guy, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess I should probably ask people that. Do you think that I'm confident? Mm-hmm. I guess we all have our insecurities, right? Low key. But. I don't know that I. I don't. I don't there's know that no, I have. There's no shortcoming, no insecurity. Oh, I for sure have shortcomings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's what but I'm I don't saying. know that I'm insecure about them. Like I, I don't own think it. you project that ever. I think you lead with confidence for sure, 100. Yeah, and I also like I'm very much the guy that's like, hey, look, this is what I'm bad at, or this is what my well, downfalls are. Yeah, and that's vulnerability. 
Yeah. You know, you're humble. You could be vulnerable and be like, hey, I know things. I don't know everything. And I'm okay with that. That's Yeah. And I preface this this podcast, which I guess I didn't do in the beginning of this. But the whole reason that I have guests come on here is because I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk to people that know more about all the things that I want to know more about. And while I'm learning, everyone that's listening will also learn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that saying goes, like, if you're the loudest one in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. Right? Oh, I've never heard that before. That makes total sense. If you're the loud guy in the room, right? You're the loudest person in the room. You're probably in the wrong room. Shout out to Gabriel Bautista Smith. (laughs) Gabe. Gave he was always he was questionable in the beginning. I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> but then, as soon as he got on the piano, we were both. We I think seriously, we both but made eye contact. He's a genuinely. He's a good human being. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so going back to that though, does does confidence trick? Okay, let's take personal confidence. Stop! Stop talking away from the mic. Sorry. Be confident, Denise. <laughs> Let me stand up straight. <laughs> Shoulders back, <laughs> roll that out. Hands at 10 and 2. <laughs> so personal confidence. Do you think, okay, so do you think confidence is something that you can teach or learn? Do you think it's something that you either have or you don't have? That's a, that's a tough question. I think some people are born with confidence. Okay. I think it is something you can learn, but it's something that you have to want. Okay, so if if it's something that you're going to learn, how can confidence, how can you learn how to be confident is the question then. That's that's tricky if you think about it. Yeah, that is true. Well, I guess I can only really speak for myself, right? So I was was born pretty confident, Mm -hmm. like growing up, you know, I think I I prefaced this earlier just in conversation, hanging out with everybody here. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I was basically born on wheels or boards with my upbringing. Okay. My parents hooked me up, you know, I was like on skateboards or rollerblades or surfing or snowboarding or riding dirt bikes or bikes. You're or... a daredevil. Am I? A little bit. Cause you're not, you're, you have no fear. That's true. So is that confidence? I think there's a certain amount of confidence that has to go into that. Cause otherwise you just get hurt. Okay. Um, so it's still skill based. No, because you're learning, but you're learning. You're learning along the way. Yeah, but if you're not confident in going into that, okay, then then you're not going to learn. It'll you'll freeze. You you won't even allow yourself to go there. Yeah, it's like if you stand at the edge of a cliff to jump into the ocean, you can just stand there and get crippled by the fear. Or you can be confident in like, nah, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to put my feet forward mm-hmm. and hit the water and make sure that my back doesn't slap or my face doesn't hit the front or mm-hmm. whatever. And if you don't, then you're not very confident. You're just fearful. So I guess the opposite, like we were talking about earlier, what is the opposite of confidence? Unsure, it's, right? Yeah. Unsure is what <laughs> what Siri told us after a, a myriad of... <laughs> A myriad of answers, but I guess the actual opposite of confident is fearful. Yeah, I think fear is, you know, if you think of a little kid, right? They don't know fear, right? Yeah, that's true. They just go head first. Yeah, don't touch that. It's hot. Right. You teach 
you teach fear. You instill fear in children, I think. Because most kids, they don't know any different, right? So they're fearless until you start to tell them why they can't or why this or why that. And then now they pull back and are not as maybe adventurous or, you know, they don't go out and do certain things because now there's fear instilled in them. Mm. You know what I mean? That's how I see with, you know, or even like me growing up, like it was the perfection side that hindered me. That was like fear. If it wasn't perfect, that would scare me. Hence the fear that would cause me to pull back and not keep going, whether it was sports, whether it was music, whether it was whatever. So there's different, I guess, there, but now as an adult, you know, I'm fearless in a sense. I feel like now more than before. Is it is it fearless or is it just you know that you can handle circumstances? I so. feel like it's confidence that has been instilled now, where it was the opposite when I was younger. I don't think that I had that support. Not to say that I didn't have the support, but I didn't have that support, right? I didn't have Got like it. that. People didn't reiterate certain things. Therefore, I didn't believe it. So it was like forming your backbone. Correct. Where now I feel like I've been around enough people. Like I have a very close, you know, I have a very close circle of friends that yeah. I hold very dear to small my heart. And very close. small. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of like I it's not that I keep them close because I think they're going to tell me what I want to hear. I think they support me and they tell me what I should hear and they reiterate certain things that that helps me build that confidence that I need that I that I need to hear. So I know that honestly at this point it's like I've surrounded myself with enough people and like big time hitters in industries that they've dominated that I feel like well if they tell me this, you know, even when I doubt myself, it's helped build my confidence. For sure, 100%. Yeah, or and also like sometimes self doubt builds character. Yeah. So I guess it's what you do with that doubt that builds confidence. Correct. True. Because like like I said in the last episode, I didn't call myself a DP until another DP called me that. So it was reassurance for some from someone else. Was he like big in the industry? Like, did he did you know him from before? Or? No, I met him on a job. Oh, okay. Um, I was working Grip and Electric. And so I was, it was a feature film and, uh, dang that, that film renamed it. They renamed it like three times. I don't even remember what it landed on, Mm -hmm. but, uh, his name's Lucas Patassi Mm -hmm. and he's a DP and he's great. Um, that guy puts you to work, Mm -hmm. but it was through that job where I was just, you know, I was an aspiring DP and fast forward a year later, I kept in contact with him like I do with many of the people I work with in this industry. And he was, we were talking, we were just having a phone call. We were just, you know, shooting the breeze or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we were talking about cameras and lights, mm-hmm. and maybe lenses. And uh, and he he heard me say something like, yeah, I'm an aspiring DP or something along those lines. And he was like, Meeks, you are a DP. Mm-hmm. And then from that point forward, it was like, that's, that helped me gain the confidence to Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to own this title. Yeah. But I don't think it was like, 
out of fear that I didn't call myself that. I think it was out of respect for the people that I know are DPs. that really truly are yeah what they are, and hold that title yeah very dear to themselves. I'm yeah, sure. just like going back to the last episode again, like just because you know law doesn't mean you're a lawyer. Right. Just because you watch TV shows or movies Child about being right, a doctor yeah. doesn't mean you're a doctor. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I know that the reason why I wanted to bring this topic is because in the business side of things, you know, I hear a lot. And what happened was, you know, someone came to me and said, I'm not ready, you know, and they're older, which I get. That's a risky move. The, the scenario is leaving a company and going somewhere else. So the fear. Oh, I know who we're talking and about. The, oh, no. Yeah, we're, we're going to keep that. We're going to keep that to ourselves. But um, and I get it. It's Middle scary. Middle name Michelle. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but yeah, she, you know, and I get it. it. Taking that risk is is scary, especially as you get older. But I feel like, you know, are you ever going to be ready? It's kind of like parents, how they say, oh, I'm not, you know, I trust me. There's no manual. You, you either, you're, you're, you just got to go. I don't know that life I'm all, just saying, so. like, I, but I do. Yeah. And I'm just saying, it. it is what it is. You, you. Some people can handle that, and some people, I just, they might not ever. I don't know. And that's confidence. Well, it's also a choice, too, like, from a from a child's perspective, or from having a child's perspective, you have to decide, too, the, to take care of that child. No, I know. But that's a, that's a whole, that's a whole other topic. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, is that confidence, or is that? No, nah, I just have to. I have this job I have to do now. Yeah, because I'm responsible for. And you this gotta find being. that confidence, and you gotta find that deep down, and you just gotta roll with it. Okay, yeah, I could see how that's relatable. Yeah, but with her, it was like she's, you know, she wasn't. She just didn't feel like she was ready, and it's like you, I, you know, to me, it's like you are way more qualified than I am. I just happen to take an exam, and I happen to pass. But if I were to put like you and me side by side. Like, I would put all my money on you. All, all my chips. Not me, the person I, you're no, talking the about. the person that we're talking about. Yeah. You know? But I don't know. Can you teach someone? Can someone learn to be confident and make that jump? I don't know. You you know who you are. You know who we're talking about. I do. No, I'm talking to her right yeah, now. Yeah, she knows. You know. She knows. Also, this podcast is named after you. Mind of Meeks. M-O-M. That's a lot of information. What's up? Yeah. She put me on this. I know she did. If it, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be doing this. Shout out to you know who. To to the acronym of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to get that tattoo on my arm with the we heart around you. it, you know. Don't hate us. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's a perfect segue into one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is like, because one of the conversations that I have with all of my friends or even with just random people at lunch or whatever is the whole nine to five concept. Mm-hmm. I know you and I see eye to eye on this. Uh, you left your nine to five. I left my nine to five. This is many years ago for anyone that doesn't know us, but I'm the anti nine to five. You know, what's funny is that I was so the nine to five person especially when I was making good money, right? I was in the mortgage industry when I was like 18. I don't know. A lot of people probably don't know that. It was only like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, I know when I'm going in. 
I know when I'm leaving. I know how much money I'm making. This is awesome. And then once I left mortgage, went into fashion and that whole thing, it's like, and then I had Nico. So it's like things change. Nico's her son. Nico's my son. He's my man child. <laughs> um, things change. And it got to the point where I think it was 28 where I was like, yeah, no, I can't do this anymore. You know why? Because working for somebody else, I know myself. I'm very loyal. I'm a hard worker. Like I do not slack off. I'm not that person that could sit behind a desk and not do anything for eight hours. That is like, that is like awful for me. So I got to the point where it's like, if I, if I'm slacking off at, at whatever I'm doing and it's kind of like a 50% type of deal, it, that's, I checked out for sure. So you felt like you were only putting in 50%, 50% of the effort. Yeah. And so did was it that you felt that was unfair to your employer or un, unfair to yourself? I think it's or was unfair it both? all the way around. Okay. I mean, and that happened multiple times before. This was just like the last straw where I was just like, you know what? Let me talk to my dad. My dad's a business. He's a business guy. So it's like, let me talk to him. If anybody understands and anybody that I trust, like he's that guy. So I went to him and I said, you know what? This is kind of what I want to do. I don't know how you feel about it, but this is like, I just can't, I cannot, I can't keep working for somebody else and mm. not get anywhere, you know, especially the, the, I mean, work ethic is a big thing for me. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, that's another thing is like work ethic. Can you teach that? I don't know if you can. No, I don't think you can teach work ethic. I think, I think people can learn it on their own, mm -hmm. but you cannot teach someone work ethic. Yeah. You can make them realize that they suck. Yeah. Real quick. But it's on them at that point. But to... I think people don't care. I There's the people, they just really don't think that's a problem. And I think that's a big problem. Yeah. I think it also has to depend with the person, right? Because that's like a character flaw. Yeah. True. Or the opposite of a flaw. Uh, uh. Un unsure flaw? <laughs> <laughs> uh skill we're gonna go with skill we're gonna go we'll, we'll go with skill yeah we'll skill, skill works that sounds solid um, for sure. it's either a character flaw or a character skill that that people might have to be able to recognize things within themselves mm -hmm. through the situations that they've been through and it's up to them to to apply themselves to change those things or to just continue Roll on the with same it. Yeah. yeah and i think that that is character i mean i i do think that is yeah. character and they just kind of roll with it and they're okay with that yeah well so, i got to the point where i was like no so put yourself back into those shoes like tap into your <clears throat> into your psyche of being a a 20 something year old and only putting in so 50 <laughs> yeah you're at your peak <laughs> totally at my peak <laughs> shout out to whatever that article was <laughs> yeah a long a while ago uh <laughs> nobody gets that though it's just me and you yeah it's all right it's okay we can probably find where that article was. Yeah. I don't even remember, to be honest. But anyways, go Well, on. it got delivered at your place. Did it? Yeah, because Pam was talking about how she read in the, oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, newspaper yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that 36 that. Is, yeah. is the peak of your life. <laughs> why, do you have to why do you have to tell everybody my age? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks. They don't know how long ago that yeah, was. Yeah, okay. Exactly. That's worse. <laughs> anyways, continue. 36 going on 24. Anyways, continue. Um, so putting yourself back into those shoes of you're only applying yourself 50% of the time, mm -hmm. putting in 50% of the effort and the passion into fashion or 
whatever else Interior it was mm-hmm. yeah, that you were doing at that time for someone else, what, what was it that like, what was the driving force behind, okay, this is where I draw the line. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. I have to go do this on my own now because I can no longer do this for somebody else. What was the like final shift? Yeah. What was the conclusion that pushed you hard enough to be like, screw it. I'm, I'm going for it. I just think it was like, I mean, numbers, number one, like if you just do the math, it made no sense. Right. Cause where I was working, what do you mean? Like where I was working before, for example, I actually went to court with them because in my contract, it said that I made X amount of dollars for hours and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then once they hired me on, it changed. Anyways, when you did the math, I'm not even going to get into it because it's really long. But once I did the math, I'm like, wait a second. This doesn't add up. I have a kid. Keep in mind, I had a five-year-old at the time. So to me, it's kind of like, wait. So you're saying that I have to work a full 40 hours, right, a week, full-time, and try to sell $30,000 of product, custom furniture at the time, in order to even meet like quotas that we had. It just didn't make sense. And then to me, it's kind of like, wait, 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 I'm working 40 hours. If I worked less hours, I would almost make the same amount of money that I would if I was working a full day shift and then I'm not even seeing my kid. I can't, you know what I mean? Like it did, the numbers never, that was the first thing. The numbers just did not, they painted a certain picture for the employee always do. in the contract they always and like do. slip that in real, like real smooth. And You're I was going like, to get a hundred shares correct. of our business. Right. <laughs> but it's like one, it's like half. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know if people have never questioned that before. I feel like they didn't. Cause when I went to court with them, you know, it was like, Oh, do you, do you really want to go do this? I'm like, well, I mean, numbers are numbers. You can't, you know what I mean? So that was number one. And I just think like, like I was telling you, like for me, it's like my character and my personality, like if you really know who I am, when I'm on, I'm on, like I work, I'm the person that's going to go put a lockbox on a property at 10 o'clock at night. Like I'm the one that's going to be working on the weekends where most people are like, oh, 5 p.m. on a Friday weekend vibes or whatever, you know, like they're just cheering for the weekend. Like I, also, also the same person that keeps her phone on silent because she's tired of hearing from you. <laughs> no, I keep it. I keep it on silent because you've been around when I've had it yeah. on yeah. and it's like, it just bing, blows up all day. bing, bing. Like who wants to hear that? Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. So it's like, I just, it, and that does, I can't focus. Like, can no, you imagine if you I crap. had an, I know, but can you imagine if I had an Apple watch? I lose my mind. I mean, Constantly looking at your wrist, I can't do that. It's too distracting. Keeps me on point, dog. No, not really, dog. <laughs> not really. But yeah, I, I just think it was like, you know what? If I'm going to be working this hard, because that's what happened. Like I was the super loyal one, the one that my employers always depended on, you know? And it's like, if I'm going to be working this hard, why am I working for somebody else? Why? What do I have to lose? Take a shot. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, you can always go back. Yeah, if I had to. Trust me, I didn't want... Uh, that was not the plan. There's yeah. no plan B. Like, no. So I just did it. I started out of the garage of my parents' house in Anaheim Hills. There you go. Steve yeah. Jobs. Yeah. At her finest. At her finest. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? If it worked, it worked. If it didn't, I'd figure something else out. Yeah. I just knew I didn't want to go back to that. But what what happened after that, though? 
After starting in the garage? Yeah, garage and then... Garage, it was rough. Like two, three years are not easy when you start a business. I mean, you can plan and plan and plan and you can save and save and save, but you know, it got to the point where like I hit rock bottom, you know? I hit rock bottom, they turned my phone off, I had asked my dad for help, I turned in my keys to my Optima, I'm like, here you go, take the keys, I had like $10.72 in my bank account, how am I going to put gas in my car? Like, that's real, that's that's where, that's where that was. There were times where I told Tanisha, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, I don't, I really don't, I thought I was built for this, but I don't know if I can hang, like, this is, this is really... I mean, this is, this is year three? This is year, no, this is year, on paper, we started, we started in 2014, but on paper, 2016. So six years. Dang. Yeah, six years. And now we're here in Palm Springs (laughs) at one of our clients' house doing this podcast. Yep. So, confidence? Would you would so would you tie that into that it was confidence that that she kept gave you going? me the confidence. Tanisha did. Tanisha was my best. She was my cheerleader in my corner. Okay. Like, no, you can. Yeah, you can. You can do this. And I'm like, no, I can't. She's like, yeah, you can. My dad, my mom, big time cheerleader. Like they gave me. They were the foundation of my confidence to do this going into interior design and starting my business, going into real estate. Real estate was just a whim that I kind of just circled back because it's something my dad always wanted me to do. So wanted to make him proud. He supported me through one venture. So I remember when I gave him my license when I passed, he didn't even know. I was like, here you go. I'm a real estate agent now. 10 years, full circle. What what was his reaction? I don't think he knew what was going on. (laughs) So oblivious. I was like, dad, it wasn't the reaction I was expecting. Let's just say that. I feel like it's always a thing with parents, though. He was like, oh, cool. This is a piece of paper. Why is there like this ribbon on it? What is what's going on? I was like, I just I got my real estate license, something you wanted me to do for like 10 years. He's like, oh. All right. I was like, thanks, Dan. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back inside. Yeah, thanks for removing confidence, yeah. pops. <laughs> but then he like, okay, he's like, I'm so sorry. I would just, I didn't even know how to react. I think he was like in shock a little bit. And so to me, I was like, that's cool. But yeah, they instilled confidence in me for sure. They told. So me it's that not just too. about you. It's about who you surround yourself with. I think it's a big part of yeah big part of like who you surround yourself with for sure so then how would you so the people out there that don't have like the support group or backing to pursue their endeavors or whatever it is to get outside of the nine to five how would you how would you go and get behind them to push them off the cliff uh what do you mean i don't know if i know what you mean like the people that don't have like the the Tanisha's behind them okay. to give them the motivation, like the 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 guy or the girl that's sitting behind a desk right now listening to this podcast, okay. and they're just like, "I freaking hate my job." Okay, I want to be a graphic designer. I want to be a photographer. I want to be a filmmaker. 
I want to get my real estate license. I want to start my own interior design company, whatever it might be. What would you tell that person? And I think you could piggyback off of this because of your industry. I think knowledge is power. I mean, educate yourself as much as possible. The more you know, I think that builds confidence, Um, especially if you don't have those people around you. And you got to keep in mind, like Tanisha and I met, we met on a whim when I started working you know, in interior design. That's how I met her. A lot of the people in my circle, you, like we've all, I've met you guys from putting myself out there or just kind of like really on a whim. Well, you and I are a little different. I know, but you know what I mean? I but met you, I met you through a lie. You did. <laughs> you did. That's confidence. I'm like, that's confidence. You did. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh-huh. I was like, and knowledge tra- is power too. So you try to pull a fast one on me. Try to. I did. No, but I, I investigated. Already. But I was there already. I know. But then I investigated and I called you out That's on true. like the. I just want to have my friends come and meet <laughs> here and hang out. I'm like friends or film. They're my friends. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I mean, it's, I did. I lie or did I just not in indulge the entire truth no that was a lie for <laughs> sure yeah but i was like i looked at your story i was like oh my god they're filming and then i was like why did you tell me which is so random that you even looked me up you like know how many airbnb airbnb people look up on oh Instagram? i do my investigation for sure Actually, yeah no. I, I feel like, like I do, most people don't. probably don't though i do but i don't for you i don't know how or why but it, i just did I saw your Instagram. I saw your name and you had sent an email, I think. So I had oh, your email. Oh, it's in my signature, huh? So I had your email and then that's how I found you on IG. And then that's how I saw your story Dang. when you're walking up to the HB house. So so everyone out there that doesn't have their IG in their email signature, make sure you do that because <laughs> good things follow even when you're caught in a lie. So going back, like, what would you tell that person behind the desk that wants to pursue their their own business or whatever that doesn't have the support group. I mean, I don't I don't know exactly what I would tell them, but like I said, number one, it's like really trying to know your industry and know what you're trying to accomplish. And honestly, just do it. You just gotta do it. I didn't know how. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue. You know what I mean? Interior design was not something that I studied. I didn't go to fit them for that. So to me, it was kind of like that just happened to be the path that was laid out for me. And it works well for us, for Tanisha and I, because she really is the designer. And for me, it's more of like it's business. For me, it's the business side that I enjoy, right? I enjoy building the relation. I'm good at building relationships with clients. I'm good at getting clients to, you know, I'm good. I'm good at relationship building when it comes to the business side. And retaining that relationship because yeah, it does, yeah, because it does customer service too. It it means a lot to me, and I I do enjoy working with the clients that we have worked with in the past, and it it's referral based for us. It really is. Yeah, just word of mouth. Yeah, and it works. It's always worked for us. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I think word of mouth is probably the best thing that you can have as a business. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's people out there that spend God knows how much money on advertising and marketing. And I've done the lead thing, right? For like real estate and stuff, I've done the lead thing, so I get it. But when it comes to interior design and being in people's homes and even just like getting, you become like family. 
So it's different. And it's for the long run. A lot of the clients that we have, um, we've been with them for years. So she 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 helped build that confidence. She has the confidence. When it comes to interior design, she, she's, she's got it dialed. For me, I'm confident on the business side of things, for sure. Yeah, so what about with, like, someone that doesn't even know where to start? I don't even know what to tell you on that part because I didn't know where to start. I mean, did well, yours is a little bit different because... Well, yes and no. Like you, When you were young, I mean, the, the whole film and all that, you know, being in photography and do, that was when you were little. But, like, did you know where to start when you started kind of going independent and trying to run a business? And I don't think anybody really knows where to start. You have mentors. Well, so, like, I guess mine, mine's a little... I don't know. I, I, there's, like, the stories of, like, the kids that were born with cameras in their hands or whatever. And, like, you know, they had their parents' camera... And then they discovered this love and passion for filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Did that happen to me? Sort of, kind of. I didn't know. Like, did my parents have a camera? Yeah. Did I use it to make random videos with my friends? Sure. Were there, like, story to it? No. No, it was just, just like, for fun. Yeah. Do I mean, you, I, I remember, like, me and this kid, Brent Witt, we took my parents' camera. We went out to my field of, uh, on the property of my parents' place and blew up a Coke bottle, a glass Coke bottle with an M1000 mm-hmm. and almost like got shrapnel all over our, our bodies. <laughs> okay. And that was like the, the pursuit of filmmaking for me. It wasn't filmmaking. It was just like, I'm having fun with my friends and I'm so going to capture and, yeah, it was everything just and anything. Around. Yeah. It wasn't until like, I'd say I was in my late late teens, early 20s when I really had like a discovery of, oh, I can make movies or commercials or music videos for a living. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was something that just came with time. Mm-hmm. But I was still working for other people at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I did... I'm the first person in my entire family to be a creative or work in the creative field. Everyone's in the labor force. So oh, that's right. They all do construction. Yeah. Um, so to the to my parents, to everyone outside of that, like all my family members, nobody understood what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, what? why are you trying yeah. to take pictures? Mm-hmm. Like, Where is you, that going to get you? What is that going to Yeah, how to? long can you sustain yeah. a living yeah, yeah, yeah. taking it's pictures of, of people for senior pictures or, yeah. or filming weddings, mm-hmm. you know, and do not hire me to shoot your wedding. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Don't call me. If you do, you're going to get a really a ridiculous price he tag of starting at, starting at $2.5 million. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. I don't know if you're that good. How dare you? <laughs> I'm being honest. Wow. You're good. Don't get me wrong. You're good. 2.5? You wouldn't put 2.5 at me to make a don't film? Don't put me on the spot. No, we're doing that right no, now. No, don't put me on the spot. No, we're going, we're going straight mean. into the business thing. That's mean. You, if you had 2.5 or you were able to... Look, we had a business talk in Miami uh-huh. in June, and I said, I'd back you up. 2.5, though? Oh, so now there's limits <laughs> on this. We didn't say 2.5. In Miami, 2.5 is 2.5. And? Again, I, I you, you're you good. 
That I don't doubt. Fine, fine. Wedding photos, 2.5? That's deep. What if it's a movie about Boom. a wedding? Boom. Dang. That's how you should sell it. <laughs> I just did. There you go. Deal closed. Who wants wedding photos? No, no, no. We're not even talking about them right now. We're talking about you. Blockbuster. 2.5 right now, Denny. Let's go. I don't have 2.5 right now. Nice <laughs> try, though. You can get 2.5 right now. I could right get now. 2.5 right now. Bet. Three phone calls. I but. bet 2.5 is right here. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it's true, probably. Is that... The, did we just transition into business acquisitions no, and distribution for filmmaking? We went on a tangent. Let's go back. <laughs> See, this is what would happen if we got on a podcast together. We are on a podcast together. Oh, that's true. You're right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, I could be wrong, but I think these are giant microphones they in front are. of our faces. We're so off topic right now. I know. Let's go back. Reel it in. I guess it was funny. I was telling Tanisha on the way here. I guess I didn't realize how much people like there's so many people that are not confident. And, you know, this is a true story. I was doing a rental in L.A. for a buddy of mine um, recently. And I, I just took it on because they needed uh, an agent to handle it. But anyways, because it's in L.A., I can't get there all the time. I put a lockbox on the property and I had people contact me to be able to access the property. And I would have them, I mean, whether this is legit or not, have them send me a, a photo ID, copy of their ID for proof, you know, to have something. I kid you not when I tell you that every person gave me some sort of explanation about their picture and being awful. Please cool. excuse my photo. Oh, I look like this. Oh, I look like that. Oh, lack of confidence. Lack of confidence. I mean, that's like a whole other degree and that's like a whole other thing, but it's like, I was like, is this a real thing? People are that, I, It's it, and that's on a personal level. Obviously we're talking about business, but. People are that uncomfortable. Like they have no self-confidence, image, you know, everything. And it's really sad, honestly. It makes me sad. It really does. It really does. Because of the lack of confidence in Yeah, I just have? think people have gotten so like, they've gone so left when it comes to insecurities and certain things and their not images. On, not on a political. Thing. Not on a political. No, no, no. I'm talking about just personal. Well, okay. you know, and like you see stuff on IG and all that stuff, right? And it's just confidence. Just off of the course. Yes. Okay. And I just, it, it makes me sad because then I think the generation that's coming up and lack of confidence, like my kid's generation coming up and the lack of confidence. Do you, do you think that's going to be a thing? I think that is a thing already. It, and do you attribute that to like social media? I don't want to put, I don't want to blame social media because whether it's social media or something else in the past, something's always been there. So we can say it's social media now, could have been something else before. Like, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put an emphasis on social media, but it really bothers me. And it's really sad because I feel like the next generation that's coming up, like if, if I see a lack of confidence within our generation, I'm only wondering like what the next generation is going to face. As far as confidence goes, whether that's personal or it's business and even business, like their mentality and hustle is not the same. I don't I, I think I've seen both sides of that coin. Right. So like two, two of my good friends 
uh, Gabriel and Greg, Mm -hmm. I think are great examples of this. Mm -hmm. So I'm 31. Greg, I think is 22, Mm -hmm. something like that. 22, 23. And Gabriel is about the same age. I think he's 24. Mm -hmm. And both of them are very influenced by social media. Mm hmm. And we've talked about this. Influenced in a good way, bad way? I think probably both. Okay. You know, like... I see their stuff. Yeah, like... I see their stuff. So, like, for me, I don't have FOMO. That's not a thing for me. Um, People are doing cool things on Instagram or whatever. Like, all right, cool, dope, whatever. So you have no fear of missing out on anything? No, because, like, I've already taken the plunge of, of starting my own business and pursuing my own career and if that's not readily available to me now, mm-hmm. I'm just going to push forward and until I can have that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there was, you know, most recently, I guess, uh, I wanted, I wanted my own cinema lenses. So what did I do? I worked towards getting those cinema lenses. Mm-hmm. Now I own them. Mm-hmm. I would see Instagram posts or Facebook posts or YouTube videos of all these people that had these lenses or that were renting them. And I didn't want to just rent them. I wanted to own them so that I could make money off of them and get return on my investment. Right. And have the ability to use them on my own projects just for giggles. Mm-hmm. But I think that social media has influenced people in both my generation, your generation, and the younger generation of being fearful of what they don't have. And I think that is a confidence thing. Like, why why be afraid of something that you don't have now instead of just having the confidence to get it later? Well, I, I think that goes back to short-term mentality versus long-term mentality. And it does go back to, like, work ethic, though. And working towards it. I feel like people are entitled now more. Uh-huh. You know, the generation that's coming up, it's a big sense of entitlement, you know, and they're not willing to put forth the work. But I don't know if that... I don't so know. Do, you, do you attribute work ethic to confidence? Yeah, because like, for example, when I got my real estate license, uh-huh. this is what, six years ago, everybody's like... There's so much competition. Everybody has their license. Same thing today. And it's like, yeah, and so right. what? You know, aren't you worried? Like, like that's a lot of competition. Like, you know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. No, not really. Because I know how people work. Right. Like, I know what they don't do. Exactly. And I know what I do. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's knowing what you can bring to the table. Yeah, why am I going to worry about something that is not not even in my control? Nor do I, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. It's I know what I bring to the table. That is confidence. Yeah, hundred percent. And like going back to like to to Gabriel and to Greg, right? Like some of the biggest things that I can say about their character, and and yes, do I think that social media influences them in a negative way? For sure. However, the positive that they get is the drive, the confidence, and the work ethic, right? Like, I I know that both Gabe and Greg are talented actors. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I know that Greg does is, like, he studies actors on screen. We recently watched Fight Club, and he and I were just pausing it probably every 15 minutes because he was like, did you see? He's never seen Fight Club? 
No, he has, but we, oh, like, okay. you know, it's just one of those movies that you can watch well, you, over and over again. I know. Oh, it's amazing. But we would pause it like every 15 minutes and he'd be like, dude, that was really interesting. Do you see how Brad Pitt did that? Or did you see what Edward Norton did with that? Oh, just studying the, the actors a little bit more closely. Yeah. Like things that like, frankly, I wouldn't even think about. Yeah. But he's, he's thinking about because he's on that side of things. Yeah. And then Gabriel also same thing. But um, I don't really know from a movie standpoint with him, but with his music, he's always making music. Always. Yeah, and I think that's that builds your confidence. Yeah, and staying on top. And the of first it. time we met Gabriel, yeah. you you and I were both there. Yeah, and we were like, "Who <laughs> is this guy? Like, that was a funny what is day. going on? Yeah. Why does he keep repeating everything <laughs> I'm saying?" And it wasn't like a mockery either. No, it wasn't. It was he was wanting to have a deeper understanding of what it was that I wanted as a director. Yeah, and now that we know him, it makes all the sense in the world. Right. But when we didn't know, we're like, what is going on right now? No, for sure. But he's awesome. And he applies himself. And that's like, that's a major thing. You, you can't teach that. Yeah. That is, that is confidence. That is work ethic. Well, and that's going back to like what we're talking about. It's also being vulnerable enough to say or humble enough to admit that you don't know everything. You still want to learn. You still want to grow. I think most people need to put their ego and pride aside sometimes and just be like, you know what? I can always get better. And I think that's what they do. And I think they do it well. And they absorb everything, you know, that they see and get their hands on. And they're willing to put themselves out there. And I, I, I like that about them. I think that's great. Yeah, 100%. And and so for, for anyone else, any of the, uh, I think, 30 listeners that I have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, if there's something that you want to dive into, if there's like a career path that you have been wanting to get into, mm-hmm. but you're stuck at a nine to five and you don't know a way out, just go. You just have to do it. And like, that doesn't mean quit your job today. No, yeah, you can ease your way into it. But you have to do the work up but front. But you have to do something. So for sure. you have to, you know, like recently I had a buddy, um, message me and ask me like, Hey, how did you learn so much about the film industry or about cameras or lenses or lights or microphones or, or whatever it is? Can you, can you give me like the cheat codes, so to speak? And I said, I I can tell you how to do it. I can't give you the codes mm-hmm. because it was years, years of my life that I spent on the internet testing equipment at different stores that's my point or watching youtube videos or reading books i read 25 photography books and that's my point is that now people want to like shortcut into whatever it is you can't yeah no this is not a get rich quick scheme it doesn't work that way this is not an mlm hashtag mark ortega yeah (laughs) mark Just kidding, just kidding. We love you, we love you. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most people want to do that and you can't do that. And if you don't want to do the work, then yeah, this is, you know, I tell people all the time, we have people that come and go and you know, it. you can either do this or you can't. Right. It's very black and white. You'll know early on. Luckily for me, I had good people around me that kept me going and supported me and all that stuff. I understand that most people or a lot of people don't have that, but 
this this type of industry, whether it's real estate, whether it's you know film, whether it's interior design, whether it's whatever, it's not for everybody. I can tell you that right now. It's just not. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there is a need, for right, sure. as a society for the people to do the nine to five. Yeah, of course. You know, when I go to Chick-fil-A, I want someone there to give me my food. And they're so pleasant. I love going <laughs> there. They really are. But, you know, I'm, yeah, and I appreciate them 100%. I'm oh, not yeah. talking down on anyone by by any means. No, absolutely you. not. But, but I'm just saying, like, people think think people even like real estate people think oh you you know it's so glamorous and you put up signs and you host no that's not how i mean yes but no that's not well yeah there's just is. a lot of work that goes there's into anything so that you're much do. behind the scenes that you don't know right but like one of my my things about all of this in confidence in the nine to five you know like we prefaced this episode it's called coffee is for closers mm-hmm. there's there's a difference of i'm at chick-fil-a I'm working nine to five or whatever it might be. You know, I think they close at like midnight or something crazy, like in and out does. I'm usually asleep by then. Oh, well, I'm not. That's like peak hour for you. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I'm straight zoning into my, into my everything. Um, there's something in certain people. I don't think everyone has this, but there's, there's a thing in certain people where you just know this is not enough for me. Yeah. This is not it. This is like whether that's you're at Chick-fil-A working your nine to five or you're at a medical clinic making a hundred thousand dollars a year sitting behind a desk and filing paperwork. Like I don't care what the job is, mm-hmm. but certain people just have this intuition yeah. of themselves yeah, where they're not they're not okay. built that way. They're not gonna settle. Yeah, and they're not built that way. They're right. built a little bit differently. And and they just have this this thing in the back of their head that never goes away. Where I know, I'm speaking on their behalf, I know that this is comfortable, mm-hmm. I'm happy with what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And the money is a trap, mm-hmm. the The comfortability is a trap. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you uncomfortable for a season that's going to make you comfortable in the future. Okay, I like that. And, and to start on that endeavor... Doesn't mean quit your job now. No, it's take take a first step. Take take exactly. It's baby take steps. Something, and that doesn't mean tomorrow you're going to be rich. No, I'm and, not rich. And that's I'm not rich. I'm so far from it. I just told you I don't have two point five mil. Well, <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, uh, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> no, ah. Uh, well, hey, I was uh, I was reaching. No, yeah, no, I was uh, reaching. No, no, ah. Uh, no, I don't. Two point three is close uh, though. That's close. That's close. <laughs> but. Like to 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 give my own experience into this, mm-hmm. I worked jobs that I knew would feed into the industry that I wanted to be in. Correct. I had no idea how long that road would be. Correct. I also had a wife that had expectations of me at the time. Yeah. I had to provide X amount of dollars for us to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. But everything that I did was lining me up to where I am now. And I think everyone is doing that. They just don't know that. Yeah, for sure. Stepping stones. Yeah, like just because you work at Chick-fil-A and you want to be a real estate agent doesn't mean you're not in the right industry mm-hmm. because you're learning customer service right now. Yep. And you have to learn how to deal with multiple personalities mm-hmm. at all times of the day. Like happy, sad, mad, angry, 
Like you have to know how to read people like that. And right. And that, and that's literally the best way that you can go yeah. through that. Yep. Because you're dealing with, call it 1,500 people a day. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was working at Best Buy, I was Yikes. literally taking mental note of people's personality traits. Yeah. I had people cuss me out and I had people singing my praises that went to my manager and yeah. told them how great I was. Yeah. You're never going to please everybody. No, absolutely You're going to catch not. people on a bad day. They're just going to, it just, it is what it is. And how you handle it makes exactly. a big difference. And big difference. moving forward, when you do open your own business, you know at that point who to not work with. Yeah. I mean, it's always a learning curve, especially when you take the leap and you actually go out and do your own thing. I know for us, like in the beginning, you just want to get your name out there. You want to take on everything that you can, but I'll tell you like pretty early on. I mean, there's times where I refunded people money because I'm like, dang, that's sad. Red flag after red flag after red flag. And you know, it's like you have to learn like this. This is going to be a lawsuit. And do you want to go into lawsuit? No. I just let me give you back your little chunk and, you know, shake hands and call it a day. Right. And you go about your way and I go about mine. And that's it. So how did how did that go about? Because I've actually never done that. So I'm really curious to hear how this that was pretty all early on. I've only had to do that once so far. There's others. Well, because they actually like put their deposit in and, you know, whatever. Right. Um, there's others where we're like, yeah, no, this is not going to work from the jump. Like we're like, no. But that happened because it was a it was kind of a favor, right? This is why I always tell people like, make sure you who you work with, friends and family. Usually not. That's tough. I'm gonna say no, but to each his own. So we did a favor, and what happened was personalities just did not mesh. If you hire us, you know, or hire me or whatever, you're trusting that I'm the professional and you need to let me do my job. And if you can't do that, at the end of the day, it's your house. Like, I'm not going to put something in your house that you just, you know, I'm not going to do that. There's some designers that will, we won't do that. But at the end of the day, it's like, but we still have to do our job because that's, that's what you paid us for. Right. And if you can't let go of that control, I don't know what to tell you. Then we are not the team for you. And I don't really know who is. I don't. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's not a consistent thing. Well, you said you've only had that to do happened that one once time. and it was pretty early on and we were still learning, you know, but that was like, that was like a, if I'm getting anxiety thinking about going to your house, this is a problem. And so right. I was like, you know what? Let's just part ways. Here's your money. Actually, I lied. There was another time recently that one I didn't want to do from the beginning and I was like, you know what? Just give that. We didn't even get started on that one. I was just like, just give her back the money. It's not worth it. Trust me. It's not. I've seen this before. Let's not even go down this route. I didn't want to do it from the beginning. Right. But had you not had that experience the last time, you wouldn't have known. And that first one was like four years ago. So that's that's interesting because usually what I do in a situation like that is price myself out. Like if if someone's adamant about working with me and I don't feel like it's a good mesh, you know, just price out and be like, I'm. Let's see where the yeah. Look, if you want do. me to do it, it's going to be twelve grand to to take some pictures. Yeah, you know, like if especially if it's not something that lines up with what I want to do, or it's going to be like. But is it really worth it even at that point? Like, 
Well, right. Like in in my industry, there's there's a saying. There's something some things you do for the real, some things for the meal. Mm-hmm. And for the real, that means like this is going to be something that I can show in my portfolio. That's okay. going to get me other work. Okay, so it's similar to kind of how we view things. Right. Yeah. Like if it's if we can photograph it, is it worth it? Right. Exactly. Can, yeah. Yeah. Am I going to show this to people yeah. as like I'm something yeah. I'm proud of? Like, yo, look yeah. at this. This is, this is going to be a in representation of, of who I am and what we do. Right. I want my name on this project gotcha. because it's sick. Got it. Or nah, this is just something that like I'm going to use to pay my bills. Yeah. And to be completely honest, I don't like doing anything that I can't put in my reel. Yeah. I don't. It's not a challenge for me. Well, and at, at, at some point, it's just a waste of your time. You know what I mean? You could be doing something else. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's also paying bills, right? Like everyone has to pay I get bills. That. But yeah. if for myself, if I'm not challenged, I'm just not in it. Yeah. It brings me back to working at the camera store. Yeah. I'm not challenged. Like I'm, I'm helping people with their cameras. I'm telling them everything that they need to know about their menu system and how to light. Great. I love educating people. Yeah. But is it a challenge for me? Yeah. No. I get it. So why am I doing that? Yeah. No, am I, I doing it. it just for the money? Because that's not good enough for that's me anymore. That's not good. And that's kind of, I feel like some people get stuck in that. You know what I mean? Because again, it goes back to thinking short term instead of long term. Actually, Pam and I were talking about this recently. Yeah, it's a real thing. And people do get stuck. And I get it. You do have to pay bills and you do have to do what you have to do at that time. But sometimes... And kind of what I was telling you, like after the new year, like you also need to learn when to say no to things right? and not take certain things on because you feel obligated because you don't want to say no because, because, because you just need to know, like, this is where I draw the line. And I'm starting to realize that now and I'm doing that more, but it took a while. Mm -hmm. It took a while. And that comes back to confidence. And it comes back to confidence. So you... You can have the confidence in the foreground. You can be born with it. But at the end of the day, you have to also evaluate everything that you're going through and choose the right path. And that's going to build confidence. Correct. 100%. Dang. We just went full circle. We just went full circle. So so biggest takeaway from this podcast, I'll give it, I'll give it one thing okay. and you give it one thing. What's your one thing? For Nothing. everyone listening right now, the whole 30 people. The whole 30 people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Um, my biggest takeaway? Wait, no, no, no. No, because that's, that, that's, that's not me either. That's not me. I have to, I have to rephrase that. Okay. There's 15,000 people standing in front of you. Okay. Packed house. Okay. Sold out. Am I singing right now? Everyone's... <laughs> Everyone's here. Please don't ask me to sing. Everyone's here okay. to hear you speak. Okay. What is your final key oh, point? Oh, wow. What's your final key point to the 15,000 people? Hashtag just do it. Oh, my God. You know why I said that. I hate Nike. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to do it. You got to take that. You got to take that chance. That's confidence. Taking the chance is just confidence. taking the chance. You have to, you have to do it. You will, you if not, you'll be stuck forever in that same place. Oh, that was deep. Tanisha told me that. She said you gave me the confidence to leave, and I did. 
you have to make that, you have to take that chance. You have to. If not, you will be paralyzed forever. Jeez. You will never be ready. You will never be ready. I love it. There you go. All right. So my. What's yours? My. 15,000. 15,000 here. Yo, yo, yo. What up? No one asked you to sing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't prepare. It was all a dream. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nobody <laughs> asked you. No, but what what would you tell that 15,000 standing in front of you? Yeah, the pressure is real. No, nah, it's not even pressure. It's just <clears throat> I want to I want to I want to I want to say it all. No, nah, I want to I want to dig deep with my peeps, you okay. know what I mean? Okay. Take your time. I think All right, look, there's 15,000 of you in this crowd. Life is not a joke. Being stuck sucks. Mm -hmm. There is no self-worth in in being stuck or feeling stuck. You question everything. You question yourself. Questioning yourself in what you bring to the table is never a good thing. You know, there's a difference of like questioning yourself morally. Am I making the right decision? That's a good thing. Sure. Questioning your ability. That's a good thing too, in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. But do not question, am I supposed to do this forever? Or is this the right thing for me? If you feel that way, nine times out of 10, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. And you need to act. And you like just being stagnant and comfortable isn't good enough. You will not amount to something. And if you do reach a level of success, you will not be happy. Nope. So I'm not telling you chase happiness because that's superficial and that's whack. Yeah, that's not realistic. But also don't just do something for the money. No. You need to find what you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and you need to make a difference. Because at the end of the day, everyone just wants to be part of something. Mm -hmm. And if you provide that path, you will find success at the end of that road. I agree. Boom. That's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Mind of Meeks. This was Coffee is for Closers. Now put that coffee down. Down. Boom. Ooh, and that was that was taught to me by my former boss at Best Buy. Best Buy. His name is Yuvin Chang. Shout out to my boy, Yuvin Chang. Yuvin. You changed my life. Boom. <laughs>